podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of my 2023 Rugby World Cup preview series. We start Ireland's pool, Pool B, today, and start the group by looking at our near neighbour, Scotland. After a third-place finish in this season's Six Nations, can the Scots return to the quarters, or will the mighty pool stage challenge prove too steep? Join me tonight to look at the Scots, our two further debutants of this podcast. Firstly, I'm joined by Glasgow fan and writer David Arnott, so welcome on, David. Thank you very much for having me. Problem at all. Good to have you on. And joining him is an Edinburgh fan and one part of the Scottish Rugby Podcast crew, Craig Manson. So thanks for joining us, Craig. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, great to great to be on. And it's great to have both of you on, lads, as we're we're counting down the days now, less than five weeks out from the tournament. So I'll start. I'll I'll go to you first, Craig. Are you are you excited for the upcoming World Cup? Um, yeah, very definitely. Um, it's been uh uh, you know, um, I'm sure we'll cover this further down the line, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Scotland do well and um, do better than they did in 2019, and uh, it'll be an interesting time. Good. Um, hopefully they don't do better than they did against Ireland in 2019, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, and David, yourself, are you excited? Uh yeah, let's go excited. No, I, 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 I don't know how you feel. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to go. To be quite honest with you, let's go with excited and work it from there. Yeah, that's so bad. So uh, most people, to be fair, have come on and have been. Um, and maybe if you lost to France, um, at the weekend, maybe you wouldn't be as excited. But those are the the swings and roundabouts of sport and. Speaking of, there's probably one obvious starting point, and that is the immediate retirement of Scotland legend Stuart Hogg. David, I'm going to come to you first for this one because you are a Glasgow fan and have a Glasgow top on, and I still let you onto the podcast as a monster man with the Glasgow gear. <laughs> would, would you just take us through your thoughts about Stuart Hogg and, and even any kind of thank yous or whatever, because he is an icon of Scottish rugby. Oh, he's been he's been a fantastic servant over the years, right from the debut in Cardiff all the way up to his very last game. Yeah, it's just a shame he's had to give up. But I I, I thought this would be a last one, so um, thought World Cup wise, even even though he'd announced he'd retire international, I always thought this was probably his last World Cup anyway. But um, just a real shame that he's not going to be there. Obviously, you want the best players to 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 go, but if his body's not holding up and he's not going to be able to offer, you know, the pace that he does or the abilities that he's got, then yeah, by all means, best to retire. Um, he's just been a great guy over the years. I've, you know, met my God knows how many times at Glasgow and stuff. He's always been very friendly, lovely guy. It's just a shame he's not going to make it. But as I say. If you're not gonna, if your body's not gonna hold up, no point in going. Sir, do you want to add anything, uh, Craig? Um, not really. I think I think David said it all. That you know, he, he was the 
the one of the the original um, rock stars. Um, he really came into Scotland when um, we were we were needing a rock star, and um, you know, okay, he's had these detractors over over the last couple of years, um, which I think have been. A mixed, you know, it's been a mixture, a mixed bag of 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 praise and and, and no praise and uh, and criticism. Um, but I think over the years, if you look back, um, he's a Scotland try record holder at this moment in time. Um, he was, as I say, one of the first rock stars, so he's got to be looked upon as one of the one of the um, biggest players Scotland have ever had, and um, and and we have to be thankful for that. Absolutely, and I suppose. There is the rugby side of things as well, which we we should get into. And I'll come to you first, Craig, on this one. And that's, you know, Kinghorn, Blair Kinghorn looks like the obvious replacement at 15, providing Townsend doesn't move him back to 10 again. To be honest, as a neutral, I think they're a better team at the moment with Kinghorn at 15. So what's your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, Kinghorn is a he start. You know, obviously he played ten when he was young, when he was younger in in age grade and also um, uh, free school side etc. But at fifteen, he was he was Hoggy's kind of he was um, his Ollie Smith to to Hoggy, if you know what I mean. He was the backup for for Hoggy and. I um, you know he, he got a fair bit of criticism as a fifteen and then. He came on at ten with Edinburgh, and then moved to ten for a couple of a few games for um, for Scotland, and got a fair bit of criticism for that as well. Um, but actually, if you see him at fifteen, he's inc- because of that 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 time he spent at ten. Um, I feel he's he's got every chance of of being just as good, if not better, than Hoggy over the next wee while. Um, I think he's, you know, he's finally emerging now as his natural place is 15, I think, especially for international rugby. He's played incredibly well for us at 10, um, uh, for Edinburgh at 10. But, um, you know, we're really excited to see him every time he has come on to the park, um, usually as a, uh, as a super sub, you know, he's come on and made a difference to a Scotland game. So um, it's a really exciting thing to see. Um, we'll wait and see how he... Um, you know how he and Ollie Smith um, shape up because I think they're both going to the Rugby World Cup, so we'll, we'll wait and see. But he is a nat- the good thing about it is he's a natural um, bench player because he's a, he's able to come in and go into the wing. He's able to go into fifteen. He's able to go into ten if need be. You know, so he's uh, he, you know it's one of those things whether we we, we see Ollie Smith start and, and Blair King on the King on on the bench, but the last couple of games we've kind of thought, well, I don't think he's going to be on the bench. I think he's going to be starting at fifteen, so we'll wait and see. It's been his kind of uh, year of ascendancy in some ways. You know, he he broke onto the scene a few years back on the wing, but definitely feels like he's gone up another level this year. And we're, we're probably. Uh, we could go into the squad now. We'll, we might just come back to it and kind of focus on the bigger picture at the moment because, yes, Hogg may be departing with Gregor Townsend is to remain on as head coach off the back of three straight Calcutta Cup wins and a third-place finish this year, as I mentioned at the top of the show. But that's obviously in spite of talks of his departure, which which many of us would have heard. And, David, are you, are you happy with this renewal? And obviously, that's probably not the best way of putting that question, but just in general with Townsend and the fact that he's going to stay on for 
another two to three years. Yeah, I think I was slightly surprised, I must admit, that they that they offered him a new contract prior to the World Cup because you now you now have to back him. You know, regardless of how they do, um, if they win the World Cup or they don't go to the pool stage, you you you've got to go with what what happens because he signed up. Um, so I was slightly surprised. I must admit. I think it, yeah. I think we've we've progressed. We've looked good. He's brought through youngsters. We've played better. We've never known a period of winning so many Calcutta Cups and being competitive um, for for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, I must admit, I was slightly surprised at them extending um, just before the World Cup. Uh, whether they didn't get the options that they wanted or whether he was always their original choice, I guess we'll never know. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to back him. I think he's done better than, than certainly a lot of coaches we've had over the, the last few years. You know, when you look at the Williams and the Haddens and Robinsons and whatnot. So yeah, more than happy to go with him. And Craig, what's your thoughts on um, on Townsend's extension? Um, I... I was, it was a mixture. It was a 50-50 decision. I, I, you know, I heard, you know, obviously there was there was rumours he was he'd applied for the France attack job, and then there there was rumours of him coming being Leicester's new head coach. And I think um, for me, I would prefer him in role, um, especially when we're that close to a World Cup. I'm, I'm slightly surprised by the length of his mm-hmm. contract. It's an odd time for, for his contract to come up. A renewal. Um, I think what is it's about a year out or a year and a half out from uh, from the next World Cup. Um, but also you have to look at how he has performed as a coach. Okay, he's, he's had some fairly major um, hiccups within the squad, and uh, I'm being polite, calling it hiccups. Um, he's had some major issues, squad issues, etc. But he has come through it. And if you look at, for example, we take the big superstar issues, Finn Russell was playing the best rugby of his Scotland career at this moment in time, and he's all of a sudden his captain as well. So he's obviously gained gained Townsend's trust, and Townsend has gained his trust back again. So I think he's doing it. I think he's doing an all right job. I'm happy with what he's doing. What I would say, however, is that um, currently. Um, He's got some phenomenal coaches with him. Um, he's got uh, obviously John DL uh, organising the, the the defense. He's got Pete Horn involved, and Pete Horn is an absolute superstar of a coach. I think he's going to be our next Scotland coach, uh, head coach. Um, although David will not be too happy because it will take him away from Glasgow. Um, and then also um, the attack at this moment in time is reeking of Bradmore um, and. If there's anyone that's a successor for Gregor Townsend, I think Brad Moore's somewhere around there, you know? Yeah, so that's fair. And isn't Townsend probably gets judged from externally on Six Nations finishes, but within Scotland, it's it's more about kind of performances to, to more of a degree, you know? Um, that's just from what we see in Ireland anyway, it comes across that way. And like, they come in... They've had three fourth place finishes in the Six Nations, following by third this year. So, Craig, I'll, I'll throw it back to you again. This four year cycle as a whole, following 
a, a really poor World Cup in Japan. What's your thoughts on it been in general? Um, I, I think it's been a mixture of a couple of things. Uh, one of the major things has been man management. I think he's 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 been learning on the job. Um, I think he he got to a point where he thought he was um, uh, king of the country um, on that side of things, and unfortunately, Finn Russell and Stuart Hogg had slightly different things to say, and and then they went off and had that, especially two Six Nations ago or last Six Nations, they had a little bit of a, an issue with discipline um, within the squad. And I think he's learned from that. Um, I think he's. I think we're in a strong. We're in the strongest position now than we've ever been. Um, and again, I think it's because he's he's managed to bring him, bring a good group of coaches around him, and he's got some of the the best players we can ever we can ever field there in his hands. So he's you know as long as he doesn't bring out the Tuni Tombola and start bringing in anyone else that we don't expect. Um, I think he's got a fairly strong squad. So I think over the last four years, I think he's learned from his mistakes and he's moved further forward. And and that's where I'm quite glad that he's been given the extension because he's he's a, they're going to allow him to actually see it through. And okay, if, if we have a very, very poor Rugby World Cup, then then there'll be questions asked, and I don't think you, you might find he might not be in position for very long after that. Um, but uh, I think he'll, I think he'll do very, I think he'll do all right. And and we have to, we have to look at different things, you know, because especially this year we've we've been very strong. Um, okay, we went missing a little bit against Ireland, but Ireland are partic- were particularly strong in the Six Nations. Um, but for example, France, you know, France were probably a line out throw away from almost beaten them by 14 men. So I think, uh, you know, if things go slightly differently, um, we win four out of five, you know? So it's, a, a, you know, it is quite, he's done quite a good job, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I have a point to bring up on that in a minute, but I might just go fully into this here with yourself first, David, just this year's six sessions, as Craig mentioned, could have been very, very good. It ended up being a third place finish, still won the rest in a long, long time. So do you think that was kind of a statement of intent in a World Cup year to come third? Or do you feel like there could be any regrets? Um I think that's I think that's the problem. It's big hinted, obviously, the last the last World Cup was was terrible, let's be honest. And we've improved massively since then, but I think we've probably disappointed that we've missed a trick here and there by not beating a couple of other teams and finishing stronger. You know, we, we could have had another couple of third place finishes. We could have maybe even had a second. You know, that that breeds um you know success within the group. Obviously we're coming up against a very, very good French side, a very, very good Irish side, and we have got the best players that we've had for a long time. But yeah, I think I think we're in a good place going. I think we could have been better, but I, I think it's one of the best, probably the best position we've been in for a long time going into a World Cup. That's 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 certainly a positive, and I'm I'm not going to try and rain your parade, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't play <laughs> devil's advocate here. As like you, you know the question that's coming, you've seen the notes, but like yes, they came third. 
but you could also argue they kind of didn't show up for large periods against Ireland and against France. And okay, you could say the same about the weekend gone by in Murrayfield, but they, they won that game. So, you know, that's kind of a misnomer. But some people say there's a possible mental fragility around Scotland. Some people say it's it's leadership, it's different things. So like heading into a tournament where they play Ireland and France against whom they've won one of their last 10 against both of them. Like, is there question marks hanging over their head? And I'll, I'll come to you first, Craig. You're on mute there, Craig, sorry. <laughs> My apologies. I was opening a uh, opening a drink there and I thought I didn't want, you didn't want to hear me opening a drink. So my apologies. No worries. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's an odd one because I, uh, yes, um, we have gone missing a couple of times, um, and we have got you know we just need to look at what two thousand twenty six nations we were or two twenty two thousand twenty one I think we we decided we we're gonna we we're gonna win the whole thing uh, and we went missing against Wales um, and and that's there is this. You know this feeling, but building of mental fragility within the team. But I actually don't think it's a mental fragility. I think it's it's processes that are put in place, and you've got someone at ten who is very. He's not a process person. He's a, he likes to work. He has his moves and he knows which how to play. But I don't think he's one of those people that you put into a box and say. This is what you've to do, and you, and when, for example, you, you you look at them, you look at how Townsend with Gatland coached the Lions. It was very process led, and it didn't do him any favors. But actually, if if you he's very good at bringing attack minded players together. John DL's put in a very very solid defense for ourselves, and when you when you start playing certain processes, you can see where things are going missing. And then all of a sudden, when it's like, right, guys, it's time you need to get yourself sorted out and go and pl- on you go and play. That's where this. That's where the Scotland comes out. Um, and I think, for example, this last weekend it, it was an exact an example of it straight away. You know, we we were kicking and we were returning the ball to them. They were returning the ball to us, and we got kind of involved in this sort of putting the ball to the forwards and crashing the ball up. And unfortunately, the support wasn't there, so. The the process wasn't working, and then all of a sudden it was like, right, at half time, the shackles are off, on you go and play. And we looked absolutely a different team. They were fantastic in the second half. So I think it's, I would probably argue with the word fragility, and I would probably say that Townsend misses the mark at certain points and, and, and the, he doesn't gel with the team at certain points and he's tried to get them to do something that they don't want to do and that's where the feed, that's where the problem is now whether and, and again it goes back to the old work the old words of, of man management and I think I think that's where we have our issues um so I, I I'm not I'm not hundred percent down the line of, of of fragility um I think it's more the fact of you know because it you know I'll, I'll I'm going on too long but I you know um I find it very difficult to look at these professional rugby players that are that are um, doing a very very good job in their, both for their, their their club and their country and think that they're fragile. I don't honestly think they're fragile. I think they're just there's something there that just goes wrong at times. You know. 
That's fair. Well, I, I think it's a it's an okay trade off on an Irish pod to 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 stand up for the players and throw Townsend under the bus because like a lot of listeners would have wanted one of them to be thrown under the bus, so they'll take Townsend at least. <laughs> but, uh, David, don't worry. Later on, I'll be I'll be throwing Ali Price, which is uh, under the bus, and that'll be uh, a Munster fans' favourite. So don't worry about that. <laughs> I know there's there's more, um, but we won't we won't go there. We'd be here all night otherwise. There are no players left in the squad. They'll all be under buses. <laughs> that's that's it too. Um, what's your thoughts on on the same question? Like. Craig says that it's not fragility, it's more of a process thing. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think it is. I think sometimes when we try and play structured, it, it just doesn't seem to come off. I, and I, I don't know, maybe... It, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't think it's a fragility thing. I think, that, I think we just don't sometimes play... There is a certain Scotland way of playing. Let, let's be honest. I'm sure Craig will agree as well. It's it's fast. It's loose. And sometimes when we try and play structured, we try too hard. Um, you know, you can see things aren't coming off. And, and then, as I said, second half against France, you tell the boys to go out and play and look what they do. So I, I don't know. I think sometimes the structure doesn't necessarily fit. And we we don't quite grasp the game plan of of what who we're playing against. I'm not saying you can go out every time and you can play, you know, just go and do what you want to do, boys. I'm sure it'll all come together. That's not going to happen every time. But structures, I don't know, structures just don't seem to quite suit us. Yeah. Yep, Craig, you want to jump in? Can I just back that up with with David and just say, you know, where where I find it difficult is when. Um, Townsend sends the team out to play a South African way against the South Africans. We're yeah. never going to. We're never going to do that. Never going to do that. It's never going to happen. Okay, we've got a couple of um, um, we've got a couple of Scotland players who originate from South Africa, but that you know, youth. We don't. We don't have a team of Schumans. We don't have a team of Duhans. So when we go in and try and fight them with um, pure physicality. We're going to end up on the wrong side of that. Where we're going to beat South Africa is being Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I, I get, you know, like, for example, when we went to South Africa with the Lions, that's where Townsend, I felt, went off the off the, the charts a little bit with Gatland because they tried to play the Lions as, as South Africa or against South Africa, and it didn't do it very well. Whereas when Finn came on and tapped Alwyn Jones in the chest and said, all right, big man, let's go. You know, we got some, we got, we got a bit of Scottish flair in there and actually it, it made a huge difference. So I think just to, to back to what David's saying, I think. We, I, I think the, the only time that I can remember lately where we've, we've tried to match up to a team and, and it's almost worked was when we almost beat the All Blacks a few years ago hmm. and we tried to play them at their own game and it, and it was, you know, a whisker from coming off. But yeah, you're right. If, if we try, if we try and go and out South Africa, South Africa, it ain't gonna happen. It's interesting to hear that actually, because I would be of the opinion that if Scotland do play their own game, which obviously is a concern in your eyes that they mightn't against South Africa, that they could beat them in that opening game, because I feel like Scotland will have all eyes on it. So maybe that is something that's worth considering. That 
if they don't do that, they're just going to get beaten and it's just going to feel like the same old story. And like, we we obviously don't know what the World Cup is going to unfold, but we're we're here to try and see. And if they do play a South African game against them, I don't see it happening either. I don't see it working, to be honest. Um, but you mentioned players and we're getting into the squad now. You know, I, I have to plug it. Munster's own Ben Healy is in there and he could be one to benefit from Hogg's retirement, for instance, because of, you know, Kinghorn possibly being now a full back once again. And David, I'll come to you first. Do you want to just take us through the current extended squad? I know it's been whittled down to 37 or 8 at the moment. And how do you see it going by the time it gets to 33? Um, I think I think it's probably the, it's probably about the strongest squad as we could possibly have hoped for. At this point in time, we've, we've suffered... God, I, I hope I don't jinx it now, but we've suffered very few injuries. Um, I think... One 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 area that's really going to hinge now is we're we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Xander um, and how long that ban's going to be. Um, second time in what was it? Second time in two years, Craig in the Red Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That I, I mean, he's facing a ban. We, we it's it's just a matter of how long it is, and I I'll be surprised if he's facing South Africa. Uh, and I, I, I'm not sure if he'd be facing a couple of other teams, to be honest, as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've got good squad depth. I think, um, from a personal point of view, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted to see Stafford McDowell cut out the team. But um, but then I have to look at the quality of the centres that are still left and say, right, okay, fair enough. Um, I think we've still got what was we got four nines. I think I think we've got four scrum half still in there. I imagine yeah. Jamie Doby will probably be the one to go, depending on the the injury that Ben White picked up. Um, but I think they were quite positive about that, so I, I imagine it will be Doby will be the one that goes. Um, I think looking looking on the face of it, there's, there's, we've got as strong a squad as we can get. Um, the guys who are missing out are going to be very, very unlucky. Um, but that's that's the nature of a World Cup year. I'm surprised that Adam Hastings missing out altogether. I must admit, we, we all had him as a stick on for uh, as Finn's replacement a few years ago. Now he's now he's not even going to the tournament. Fair. Um, I I won't make a monster jibe there. I'll just throw it over to you, Craig, about the squad. Yeah, it's 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 an odd one. Um, because I I was looking at it today because obviously with the, the the new the 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 latest squad list was was sent out and you know obviously Xander, um, uh, it's questionable. Just I agree with David. I, I, you know, people are saying, "Oh, you know, he's going to miss the South Africa game." I think he's going to miss more than that because it's a, unfortunately it's the same offence and it's the same offence uh, within two years. Um, he don't get me wrong. You know, we can we can say, and it's been said before. Um, you know, Bugarit made a fair a fair um, uh, job of letting the referee know. Um, and and it was quite a a performance from him, but on the other side of things, it was a it was sh- shoulder and head to head. So, and Xander came from fairly far out. So, 
you know, it, it, it was a red card, and that's that, that's the unfortunate thing about it. But he is one of, one of those. It's one of those give a referee a decision to make, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, your heart's saying that Bugarik made made enough of a, a fuss about it. But on yeah. the other side of things, we're having you know red cards. You know, head contact is 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 the big thing at this moment in time, and we have to just play the game the way the, the game's being played. But um, so I, I it'll be interesting to see who goes. I, I, again, Hastings. Excuse me, Hastings. I, I, I'm disappointed for because I think Hastings has got a lot to give, but he's too close to Finn Russell, especially especially from the performance that Healy has given, and that's where the whole Blair Kinghorn thing is coming as well. Blair Kinghorn, I felt, was gave something completely different to to Finn Russell, so that if Finn Russell wasn't working, you could bring Blair Kinghorn on, and you're going to get a a, a, a tall, athletic runner who's going to go on the inside of players' soft shoulders and, and offload, etc. He's not got the tricks that, that, that Finn has. He's not got the skills that Finn has to, to his extreme. But on the other side of things, he's he's reliable. He's he's, he's a good player. But we're, what we have got now in Healy is we've got all that, all, all that I've described Blair Kinghorn, but we've got a boot that is absolutely fantastic. You know, his place kicking is just immense. You know, it, almost to the point of nonchalant. Um, so you know, I think no wonder he. I think he's going, and he's and you know he's going to be on the bench to replace Van Russell if need be. Um, I think we. I think our back row is quite. There's going to be a couple of back rowers miss miss the plane and or the Eurostar, and I think um, that will be disappointing because they're they're incredibly good back rowers. But I think we've just got so many back rowers. Including Dempsey, who I'm, I'm well known for not being hugely amorous about, especially when he's in a Glasgow jersey. Um, but um, you know, he's he's undoubtedly a talent, and he he does a good job. So you know, we've got a we've got a we've got Richie's there. Um, my big question is whether I think there's a good chance of Dobie going, and Ali Price not going. And the main reason for that is that Townsend is very well known. He took George Horn to the 2019 World Cup almost as an apprentice. Um, And I think Dobie could go. I've never seen such a nice pass, although the first pass he made when he came on against... uh, um, uh, Who did he play? It wasn't Wales. It wasn't France. It was... um, Italy. Italy. The first pass he made was a howler, but you know he is a beautiful passer of the ball. So, and I, I, I think there's a chance that Ali Price might not go, um, and that's a shame for Ali Price. But uh, you know, for me as a as a how a how a Fife man and a and a George Horn fan, um, who's been underused over the last few years with Glasgow, I think it's a good thing for George Horn. So it'll be real interesting. It, it all depends on Ben White, and as you say, Dave, as David said, Ben White's. Um, you know, um, Gareth Townsend was quoted quoted um, either today or yesterday, saying that he was uh, it's a, his injury. He's had a he's had a, an ankle injury prior to the game, and he played on it. So um, you know, they're not that upset about it. I think they're going to. I think he's going to be okay. So we'll wait and see. It should be interesting anyway that there is a, a big name who could who could well miss out. Um, Adam Hastings, of course, already. In that bracket, though, as well. But 
we'll just touch on the warm-up games, which we've we've talked about quite a bit already, but just in general of kind of how the games unfolded, what do you think we learned from them? Um, Scotland, two from two, to beat Italy at home, to beat France at home. Now, maybe don't all jump on me to take the Italy game because that was such an unbelievable cracker as well, but uh, the, the French game in particular is probably the one you probably want to talk about as well. So, Craig, do you want to go first and just look at those two games as a whole and what what impression did you get off off Scotland? Yeah, I think I think Italy um, was a trial. It was it was a, a, a an old fashioned. Let's see what you can do, um, and I think the the big winner out of Italy was was Ben Healy, um, and the, you know I think Ben Healy did an incredibly good job. Um, don't get me wrong; it looked like they were shoveling some horrendous. Their, their attack was quite slow, and the passes weren't 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 that. Zippy, as if you can imagine that, but um, it, it was a, a very he, he did a very good job. Um, France again, you know, um, I think, I think France was very much. I'm, I don't know about, I'm, I don't mean to speak for David, but I think both of us would be sitting there watching that and going, somebody needs to take them inside it, inside the change rooms at half time and knock their heads together, um, and, and see what happens because. They were just the, the forwards weren't hitting the rocks quick enough. Um, give give France the glimmer of 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 a turnover and they'll have it. They've they're too they're too quality for that. Old Eve, everyone said it was a it was a second string French French side that came over. It may be a second string French side, but it was a really really good second string. They play in the one of the best leagues in the world and um and and they did a very very good job. So I, I think we had to be on our A game. We came back and showed that we that we have the ability, um, and I certainly wasn't. I think there was just a few a few rusty people or people that were needing a bit of a shake and and just realised what international rugby again was, and, and and I think they did a very good job eventually. So, but unfortunately, as everyone has said, and Tom English himself was chatting on this on another podcast, saying, you know, we do that against South Africa, we do that against Ireland, we ain't coming back from it, you know. So. Um, but um, no, I'm I'm fairly positive about it all. David, yourself? Yeah, I mean, Italy was Italy was a bit of a grind. Um, showed well in patches, but a bit of a grind. First forty minutes against France, shambles. Yeah, second string, second string that most t- people would be delighted to have as their first string. To be quite honest. <laughs> I think some of them, some of those players are, are, are going to go on to be, you know, really quality players. Maybe not, maybe this World Cup's too early for them, but certainly by the next one. Um, but to, to try and find a positive, yeah, like if we do that for the first 40 minutes against Ireland, against France, eh, sorry, against South Africa, yeah, we're, we're not coming back. The only positive you can take is that we did come back, and we came back when we had fourteen men, um, and that shows a, a certain resolve um, and a certain belief that the squad obviously has. It would have been potentially easier for the heads to go down, and, and you know, for us to struggle for the next forty minutes and end up, you know, we maybe get a couple of tries and we bring the squad slightly more respectable. But you know, they stuck at it. They did well. They've beaten 
you know, a, a team above them. Um, so that's got to be a positive. But yeah, we we do if we do that in the World Cup, we're in trouble. You know, we're going to be in trouble against one of the big teams. And you know, South Africa won't give you twenty points of a head start and then fold. Uh, no matter how well we play, so uh, yeah, we have we have to we have to ensure that we play as full an eighty as we can. But at least we have that in the locker that you know maybe we can make a comeback if we if we start to get a few points on the board here and there. Fair, and um, we'll we'll get into those those big games. South Africa and Ireland jump off the page. The Tonga game probably one to keep an eye on at the very least, and then Romania complete the pool. And I'll come back to you first, David. Like on the the pool as a whole, a lot of people build as a pool of deaths. It, it is it is tough. Um, like how do you see it going for Scotland? They start with South Africa, of course. They finish with Ireland. You've got three weeks in between. If there's any injuries from the South African game, for instance, but just how do you see that that group going? And like, I I I want I touch on predictions after this. So just in general, well, I think um, it would have been. I don't want to be disrespectful and say smaller nations, but it would have been nice to maybe have Romania first up, I must admit. Gets the win, gets a bit of confidence going. But we're not. We're going to have to face the world champions. And it's going to be exceptionally difficult. Uh, you know, but, but we've seen them in the rugby championship. They haven't been fantastic. You know, they've played very well, but they haven't been fantastic. It's all to play for in that game. I think that that game is is, you know, that's that's going to set the marker. If we if we lose that badly, then we absolutely have to beat you guys without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, if we if we if we stumble through it, if we pick up injuries, yeah, it could be it could be a long old World Cup because I think with all due respect to them, I think we should beat. Romania and beat them reasonably comfortable. Tonga is one of these prospects that you you don't know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get battered. That's all you do know. You know it's gonna be eighty minutes of of big hits, big tackles, um, and they can surprise teams. I mean, we've seen them beat France at the World Cup before. They they have a big game in them. Um, I really hope it's against Ireland, but um, they have a big game in them. You know. Could we be the ones that suffer? And then the Irish game is, is, I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that one. We'll have to wait and see what rests on it. You know, yeah. is, it, is it a case of winner tops the tops the pool and goes through, or is it a case of we're already gone by then, or our Ireland gone by then, or who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and just on the point you mentioned there about playing. South Africa first, and it means a couple get off to a bad start. Scotland were they were well beaten by Ireland in the first game of twenty nineteen. So is that kind of where that? I'm not asking where your own fears come from, but is that kind of what you're basing that off? Do you think? Or well, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to play the top seeds at some point, but I think sometimes you maybe want that that game under your belt to 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 make a good start. Obviously, we did have the Irish game first last time. We didn't do well. And you're chasing your tail after that. 
and I think was it the previous World Cup down the one down in England we, we had a, a couple of decent starts before we ended up having to play the, the two biggest games which was South Africa and Samoa I think it was so we had a bit under our belt we had a, a bit of a cushion it's tough to get yourself up to tournament level straight away Oh, it's understandable. And then, Craig, like you can touch on any points David made as well, but do you, do you think Scotland will get out of this pool? Um, it's the hope that kills you. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a weird one. Um, I think I, I questioned who we were playing in the warm up games. I thought, you know, two games against France, why are we putting our, our players through this? Because, you know, all I could see was injuries. Um, I, I believe I, that was a deal, though, as part of the Fulton back in twenty seventeen, or so. So I've so I heard. Well, you know, we'll uh, we'll not get into that conversation <laughs> because we know no. which way which way you're <laughs> going to go on that one. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think uh, you know I was I was kind of like, oh, why are we doing that? But actually, you know, playing France a at home and then b because because ne- next week, you know. The, we're playing. We're going to be playing the first string team in France. There's, there's, there's absolutely no doubt about it because they're going to throw throw everything at it. Um, I think it's going to give us a fairly big test, and I, th- I think that's what we need. And then they'll they'll play a few of the more fringe players that are maybe borderline against um, against Georgia. We'll, 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 is it Georgia? Yeah, it's Georgia. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not afraid of South Africa, and I'm not afraid of Ireland. I'm more afraid of Tonga. Uh, sorry, Samoa. No, it's Tonga, is it? No, Tonga, Tonga, yeah. Tonga, yeah. Because we're, we're at a stage where they've reclaimed a couple of their players through the new rules, some superstar players. Um, yeah. And they've got, they will be targeting Scotland out of that, that pool to, mm. to, to for an upset. So we have to be very, very careful. Um, the first, the first, 20 minutes of the top of the the Samoa game, I should say, um, when we played them last year was quite, you know, they gave us a good game. So we have to just be careful because we could, we could, in my mind, there's a chance that we could beat South Africa and then trip over Tonga. So um, it just, uh, that that's, that's my concern. I don't, and, and this is, and I don't mean this in, in any disrespect at all, but I don't fear Ireland as our last game because we'll have built and we'll have worked. And if we do well enough, then this is a pressure game. And Ireland have all the pressure then because Ireland are, are the best team in the world and, and they're, they have a lot. No, dis, I, I mean, I really am not meaning this in dis, any disrespect, but they have the Ireland nation behind them. They're very, very, very confident, um, and you'll you'll have um, uh, a player back after his um, his uh, referee course, um, and he'll be back. So, you know, there's an opportunity. You know, they'll be riding high and thinking that their confidence will be very, very high. And I would far rather take on an Ireland when their confidence is very, very high, and everyone's talking about how great they are, etc. Because that's when you that's when you take a fall. So it's an interesting one, and 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 I really, obviously, all of us have decided that we're not getting out of the pool. 
Um, we've all, all, all of Scotland have decided that we're not getting out of the pool, and that's where Scotland are the most dangerous. It's it's funny you make the Ireland point because just the other day I was asked about you know Scotland, South Africa, you know teams targeting games, whatever, all that kind of stuff, and I said I don't fear Scotland. So <laughs> it's funny we're both on this the same coin, but coming coming at it from different sides, and I suppose. I understand your viewpoint about Ireland. You know, there will be pressure, no doubt about it, in the last game. And but I just feel like, you know, there's going to be pressure on Scotland regardless. I don't see Scotland losing to Tonga or Romania. I think they might struggle in one of them, as he alludes to, but I don't see them losing. So I feel like the pressure goes back onto them and then Scotland under pressure. Seen it in Murrayfield this year against Ireland. Yeah, that's that's just me. That's just me talking. Don't. Don't get me wrong. Um, Ireland are, are are looking a fantastic outfit. You know, there's absolutely, you know, when we, I think it was last, what was it? It was the first game of the Six Nations and, and it was, they looked slick. They looked all powerful and they looked like someone that you have no chance of handling. Um, but have again, we, we talk about the World Cup, etc., have they peaked too soon? And that's a good question to ask, you know, and, and, and you know, or or let me come on, give me a little bit of something to grasp <laughs> on to, um, and a little bit of hope, you know. <laughs> you see, it's easy for him. You can tell he's not Scottish when he's saying that he doesn't see a problem against Romania or Tonga. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I said I see problems. I just said you won't lose. There's a difference. Oh, I, well, I, that's it then. So basically, we're going to cuff South Africa now and cuff Ireland in the last game. And the fact that we've lost to Tonga and Romania on the way is going to kill us. It'll just, it'll just be typical of us doing incredibly well <laughs> and then losing to Romania. You know? Oh, <laughs> There will be, oh, that will be something else, to be honest. I, I actually wouldn't, I would root for it, but I wouldn't root for it at the same time, if you know what I mean. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the funny thing about it is that, you know, we're all sitting here talking about different things and we're all talking about how England have got such a really, really easy pool of it. And I'm thinking after the Wales game, I'm thinking, well, have they got an easy pool of it? <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Friends of the RGs to top that group. Yeah, yeah, but then they haven't really done that, and the rugby championship either. Mm. You know, so I suppose that's that's the intriguing thing. And but they have, the have... Ki- they have the king of Murrayfield. Um, they have <laughs> Buffelli, who is uh, just you know wonderful. <laughs> I could make so many comments about this. But, uh, <laughs> listen. Even when Munster are at their lowest, they still got a bonus point for Edinburgh, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> in Edinburgh as well. <laughs> and it's, it's been good fun, but we definitely need to get into predictions and all that as well. So just firstly, really quickly, David, do you think they're getting out of the pool? Oh, go for it. Why not? <laughs> the hope that kills you is what Craig said earlier. So Craig, right, do you think they're getting right. out of the pool? Or not? Go on, David. No, that was just going to say, it is, and that is the most Scottish phrase possible. We build ourselves up. Doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter the tournament, we always do it, and then crushing defeat. But hey ho. No, I I think we'll struggle. If I'm totally honest with you, I think we'll struggle. That's fair. Craig, yourself? Um, well, Considering the fact that I tipped Edinburgh for winning the URC last year, um, uh, I, I'm maybe not the right person to ask. Um, <laughs> um, I, honestly, I think we'll pull off a surprise result. 
we'll either we'll either beat South Africa or we'll beat Ireland. One of the two. Um, but that I th- if Ireland are on their good day, they're gonna they're gonna wipe the floor with everybody. But I think the natural grind of South Africa will 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 you know will play it out and they'll go through from the group. Um, I would love. Uh, I honestly would love to see Scotland do some damage and, and actually finally show everyone that we're that that we are to be taken seriously. Um, because we are getting a bit fed up. I don't know what David thinks, but I, I'm get I'm still getting a bit fed up of the whole thing of Scotland being a bit you know good one day and rubbish the next. Yeah. Um, and everyone thinks that. So I would like to see the investment in the squad. We have a phenomenal roster of players. We really do. It's like Edinburgh. You know, Glasgow are very similar, but Glasgow do a very good job with players that's a lot of players who sit under the radar. We've got a stellar squad in Edinburgh and we performed incredibly badly um last last season. So, you know, I just hope that we've got a phenomenal squad as, as as a Scotland team. I hope we actually do some damage this year rather than um than than, than fizzle out. No, that's that's a fair point. It is one of the more talented squads. And you know, if you take someone like me in, in my lifetime in particular, um, the can they do it? I don't know. I actually feel like and it, it just came to my attention there when you're on about South Africa. Like Scotland's craziness in some ways could actually help them in a game like that. Like South Africa, they're good and all, but place kicking has been poor in the last few years when Pollard hasn't been on the pitch. And like if there's one team who'll score who'll outscore you three tries to one, it's Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they win or lose, you know, they could do that. So that's certainly something that could happen as well. Um I'd be rooting for you. The problem we've got is we went down the old French route of you never quite know what's coming up. Yeah, you are the new France. That's absolutely true. <laughs> without without the money, of course. But you know, definitely the new France. But I was I was I was about to say we don't sorry, David, on you go. No, no, you go. I was going to say we, but we're not we're not stupid. Like we don't give the stupid um, red cards away like France do. And then I went, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't we don't give away as many. <laughs> Just all from the same player. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> hey, listen, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't start because I've seen I've seen the forums and I've seen the chats, etc. And the the pile on on Azander Vigerson is unbelievable from Scottish fans, and it's like they need to settle down because tongue drawn and quartered. Oh, absolutely! And this, you know, he was—I wouldn't say he was unlucky. I think I think it it, it was a it was a bad decision on his part. But you know, to be looking at at, at our best, you know our best tight head prop and, and saying that he should never play for Scotland again because he's a liability <laughs> is a bit nuts, you know? So I think, I think, um, although VP Nell is, uh, oh, I just have to think about him when I'm in a depression. So anyway, that's a different story. I'll still be around by the next World Cup. I will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Ireland played Italy and beat them at the weekend as, as you know, and like, Literally, our two wingers combined for like 15 tackles, missed two. They both let you try as the people are saying they shouldn't go to the World Cup because of it. So I understand the the nonsensical side of things. And especially, I think the fact that rugby is one major event or one major game after the other brings it out as well. Like there's, 
there's no like oh we're playing Andorra so people don't notice no it's just yeah. it's constant <laughs> but to, to wrap it up lads I, I don't I, I still don't even know if you think they're going to get out of the ground pool to be honest I think you're just going to take them one game at a time but um, I'm going for getting us out of the pool okay fair so I'll start with yourself so what's what's a reasonable expectation for Scotland then is it quarterfinal is it semi-final possibly can I go that far or is it just a good perform beat one of South Africa and Ireland and go from there well being a team that everyone thinks that we only raise our game for one match a, a six nations and that's the England game um I would like to see us raise our game for one big match and 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 you know seeing someone uh, as you know, I don't know about David thinks, but uh, season one on an Irish pod, um, I would like to see us raise our game and and give um our friends from across the water a wee bloody nose. Um, however, I, I think I, I think I think we'll lose against South Africa. I think we'll maybe come back and beat Ireland. That's and we'll beat the other two in the middle. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. David, <laughs> yourself. Uh, I do think we'll lose to South Africa. Uh, I think we'll beat the other two. And I'm not going to lie, I think we'll suffer a heartbreaking loss in, against Ireland and go home as the gallant losers like we always do. And we'll be looking for some kind of hurricane or uh, whatever <laughs> to blame this time. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's let's blame the hurricanes again. Yeah. Mark Dodson will sue the Eurostars <laughs> for eight or something, you know. <laughs> what about sunstroke on the October bank holiday weekend? Does yeah. that work as well? <laughs> I, I, I nearly forgot about that. I don't know how I ever forgot about that. Typhoon Hagibus or whatever it was called. It was. It was a typhoon. I knew it was near Hurricane. Yeah. No. Just one observation I'm making here is this is the difference between a man who's been scared by Ireland in the last while and one who hasn't because you know, <laughs> again, you know, Munster went to Scottsdale where they hadn't lost for a year and a half and knocked them out in the Euro C quarterfinals. So I just, I just blame it on that, David. I just say that's I just <laughs> yeah. Um who I'll come back to you so David. Who do you think will win the World Cup then? Um It's not know, Ireland. I, 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 I get this impression. So how could be Ireland you're gonna say? You know, I, I think I think France will do it. I think France will do it. I think the home advantage is massive. You know, you, you look at the World Cups that we've had. Home advantage has been huge for most teams apart from England in 2015, which well, <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're giggling there. I mean, you can't even get that sentence out. <laughs> but you know, you, you look at home advantage over the years and it's been huge for teams. And granted, it does ramp up the pressure on them massively, but I just, I think this is. If the French are going to win a World Cup, this is their best chance for for a long, long time. Because this this squad, not just the fifteen, but this squad has got you know world class written all over it. So, and it 
you kind of want to see them win. You know, that you want to see them do something with with this generation that they've got. So I do think the French. That's that's fair. And as as I kind of rudely interrupted there, uh, Craig, you're not going to say Ireland are going to win. You think we're going to be knocked out of the pool stage by by the sounds of things. So who do you see winning? Is it France? Um, my my heart says France. Um, I, I would love to see them win it. Um, because just as David says, home advantage is wonderful, and they have come on a fantastic journey. Um, watching. The All Blacks, I really think New Zealand are looking incredibly strong. Um, so it'll be, I think it will be a, a France All Blacks final. However, and I will do that, I will say this, and it's not just to suck up to you, it's Ireland. If Ireland come out and play like that first game they played in, this, in the Six Nations, I forget the team they played against, was it, was it Wales? Wales. Yeah. If Ireland come out and play as slickly, as connected, as as connected as they did, as as just ferociously as they played that first game, um, they have the opportunity. The opportunity yeah. is theirs. Um, they, they won't have a better chance than this thing. Absolutely, they are looking incredibly strong. I think they'll go to a semi final. Well, well, in my heart, I want Scotland to beat them, and I don't think they're going to get out of the pool, but. If they get out of the pool, I think they'll go to a semi-final. Um, and then if they do anything better than the semi-final, well, God bless them and let them go on. Because uh, they've, they, they've they've done, you know, Andy Farrell. I think Andy Farrell's inherited a very, very good squad. But I think he's focused them a little bit more. And I think he's taken a little bit of the shackles off them. Uh, as in, you know, gameplay and, and, and very specific, you know, you... You do this, then you do this, then you do this. I think he's let them open up a little bit and play what's in front of them a little bit, but still stick with the, the sort of the the the, the, the gameplay side of it. Um, so I, th- I think he's done a phenomenal job, and I think they're incredibly strong. I think Andy Farrell's the England coach that they missed. If you know yeah. what I mean, I think I think England should have had him. Um, so yeah, I, as I say, I, I, I think it'll be the. I honestly think my head says it's the All Blacks. My heart says it's a, it's France. Um, but Ireland are that spectre sitting around the edges and just saying that you know if they have a good run, that there's a very good chance they'll get to the final. I feel like a lot of podcasts because I've I've a few lined up now in previews are going to say France to win, and I feel like it is the safe bet. They are who I think is going to win as well, to be honest with you. But listen, it's it's probably the tightest one ever as well. That's the other side of it. Like, and obviously we know what these quarterfinals two of the top five teams in the world as it stands are going to be knocked out by the second week of October. You know, like that's that's what we're coming into. And listen, as it has been great, Chanty, even if you may have frightened a couple of listeners now, to be honest, or or made them laugh and nothing in between. It's going to be one or the other. Um, but thanks very much. It has been a lot of fun. And for, for those at home, that's Pool B starting now with Scotland. And we have a, I suppose a bomb squad type South Africa preview coming on Thursday um, before we dive into Pool C and Australia on Saturday. So thanks home for everyone for listening. If you do like what you see or hear, please do subscribe and you can find the links from my channels as well as the lads' Twitter pages and the Scottish Rugby podcast down below, which I highly recommend. But for now and until next time, take it easy. Sports Social Podcast Network.